Welcome to the future of XYZ. I'm your host, Lisa Grelnick, principal and founder of LVG & Co., an independent strategy consultancy based in New York City. Through quick and candid conversations with innovative leaders, we aim to foster new thinking and explore big questions about where we are as a world and where we're going. Hi, Chris. How are you today? Yeah, uh, look, uh, maybe like you, uh, uh, tired, but also enthused, you know, trying to trying to fight the good fight in the climate world. It's good. Today on Future of XYZ, I have Dr. Chris Wedding with 20 years of experience. Uh, he has over a billion dollars of investment and 40,000 professional students taught both at UNC Chapel Hill and Duke schools. Uh, he's the managing director of Iron Oak Energy Capital, which is investment banking for renewable energy and clean tech. He's the founder of Entrepreneurs for Impact, which is a climate CEO masterminds and executive coaching. Uh, as I said, he's a professor. And also, of course, he has a series of newsletters and other accolades that go out to educate the rest of us plebeians on what uh, climate investing and uh, clean tech is all about. Um, I'm thrilled, Chris, that you are joining me today, um, and I'm really excited to talk with you about everything that is future of climate investing. Sound, sounds great. What, what else could be more fun? <laughs> very, very little, and, and what else, more importantly, can be so important? Indeed. So I'm going to just, you know, as we talked about, this is going to be a pretty free-flowing conversation, and um, I know very little about this subject, uh, and I'm super excited to have you educate me as well as everyone who's listening and watching. Um, so I'm going to just start by saying we're talking about the future of climate investing, but what is climate investing first and foremost? Well, it's, uh, it, it's at least two different kind of buckets. I think the first is maybe kind of the innovation bucket and the other is the deployment uh, bucket. So, you know, innovation is the one I think maybe more folks would think about. It's, it's uh, you know, whatever the, the latest angel or venture backed uh, uh, startup uh, technology is, uh, it's changing, you know, the, the, the structure and performance of lithium ion batteries or it's, it's uh, you know, extracting energy from fill in the blank source that you didn't think was, was profitable. And that's great, and we need all that. Uh, we, we need it all like 10 years ago. The other bucket of deployment would be the, you know, trillions of dollars put in things like solar and wind farms, right? So very bankable, uh, you know, uh, Wall Street, uh, mainstream investor uh, funded. So those are the two, uh, the two buckets. And, and really the exciting thing as it relates to this particular kind of topic of the, the future of climate investing is to watch how certain you know climate solutions were once ignored or or whatnot or not profitable at least, and now we're starting to become darlings. Let's say right, they're 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 approaching profitability. I mean, even the world of, of carbon capture and capture and sequestration, you know, I think my, I'm guilty of this too. For years, just thought we need that. It's part of every kind of climate scenario for us to kind of reach our 1.5 degree you know, Celsius increase by 2100 to cap it really at that. We don't want any, but to cap it at that. Um, they all assume uh, there's this role for climate capture and sequestration. But I think most of us think, look, it's not ready. It's still fill in the blank, hundreds of dollars per ton. Um, let's just focus on what's in front of us, which is 
how fast can we put more batteries on the grid, more EVs on the road, more solar panels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, but anyway, even that sector is getting lots and lots of capital uh, and, and transactions are happening where you're, you're seeing companies, you know, Stripe and others procure, you know, carbon negative uh, type solutions. So look, it, it's, it's changing. And, and, you know, if you, if your data on fill in the blank climate solution is whatever, three months old, six months old, uh, let alone 12 months old, forget it. It's outdated. You, you need to, to kind of check the latest numbers to make sure whether something is, you know, financeable or not. Well, it's so interesting because it's about the pace of technology, which seems to be ex exponentializing uh, all the time. And especially once there is capital investment and profitability seems in reach, all of a sudden it goes faster and faster. What is, just to backtrack for a sec, if we are talking about the future of climate investing, it seems like the time is now, but if you were to think about a future of, what is the time horizon? Is it 2100 where we absolutely cannot get a degree, you know, Celsius degree warmer? Or what is that time horizon that you hope to be able to impact um, as you're teaching and, and educating and, and mentoring? Well, a, a lot of the commitments you see come out uh, are around 2050. Um, so you, you'll hear uh, lots of you know, net zero uh, uh, commitments by 2050. Some are more advanced, 2030, 2035. Um, you you got to kind of look under the hood and see whether that's through um, you know, just, bu just buying offsets um, versus you know, significant reductions um, in an organization's uh, carbon footprint, let's say, within their boundary or in their supply chain um, uh, but, but 2050 tends to be the, the hallmark, the, the, the kind of interim goal, if you will, maybe is around 2030, where I think the UN numbers suggest, you know, 45% reduction in uh, global greenhouse emissions relative to 2010. So, you know, 2030 is like tomorrow, right? It's, it's just around the corner. Totally. I think many, many sectors are not on, on path. Uh, to reach that. Others uh, are, I mean, I think the power sector and the, the built environment sectors are doing pretty, pretty good to decarbonize. Yeah. Uh, others, you know, heavy manufacturing, uh, produ producing steel and cement, you know, long way to go. Uh, uh, so, but those are the kind of goals I think we're talking about. It's fantastic. It's super helpful. And in terms of your hopes, I mean, we're talking a lot about like the, the carbon offset, which I think is really uh, something that has been coming up for a long time, whether you can do swap credits and things like this. This is a global issue, it feels to me. What are your hopes that we say 2050 is the, is the timeline for the future? What are your hopes and dreams that climate investing will be able to impact by then? Well, I mean, it's already happening uh, now. I mean, you know, tr trillions of dollars already invested in the kind of bankable stuff, again, solar, you know, and wind project finance. Um, two years ago, Bloomberg, uh, analysis suggested there will be $10 trillion more invested uh, in solar, wind, and batteries. I think actually, as of now, the number might have grown even uh, larger than that. So it's, it's happening. Uh, I mean, if you look at uh, this, this annual analysis done by Lazard each year on the levelized cost of energy, they're, they're, they're continuing to show that, that the cheapest form of new power almost anywhere in the world is renewable uh, energy. I mean, you know, electric vehicles, They've been cheaper from a life cycle cost perspective for years, but increasingly their first cost competitive. Uh, you know, look, ad admittedly at the, the, the price point of a you know, luxury vehicle, let's say, or, or higher in sedan, 
but but it's it's happened. It, it's here is my point. It's here. We just need more uh, more scale, and that's that's true in many ways. But if you if you if you were if if the viewers were to look at a resource like um, the Project Drawdown list of 100 solutions, 100 best solutions to climate change, you know, um, whatever, 95% of those are not, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe it's 90%, a large fraction uh, are not at scale just yet. And so yep. that's, that's both a need and a real, a real opportunity for entrepreneurs and investors to figure out how do you make whatever, anaerobic digestion, right? H how can that be profitable uh, and bankable, various, various new forms of agriculture or timber, you know, what does that financial model uh, look like? I mean, you, you know, you talk about in this uh, forum, you know, you getting educated, but I mean, I was watching with my, my kids on, on, our, on our documentary Sunday evenings uh, last week, the Kiss the Ground documentary, focusing on kind of the role of agriculture, regenerative agriculture to help address, you know, climate issues. And I learned a ton uh, in that uh, in that program, but you know, you ask the, the average timber investor, I'm sorry, agriculture investor, let's say, or entrepreneur, you know, what is regenerative agriculture? You know, what's its role in climate change? And I think most would say, what is that, right? Right. We have a way, we all have a ways to go to learn about these other non-obvious but high potential solutions to climate change that have to be mainstreamed. Well, I think that leads to a really interesting point, which is, you know, none of this happens in silos, right? Or, or it can be happening in silos and it has for a long time. But in order for these companies to reach scale, it, they need capital, they need expertise, they need manpower, but they also need some form of governance, right? There needs to be some kind of collaboration cross-border. It can't just be in, in, in national silos or, or even worse, state-led silos. What is your kind of vision and what is the work that you're doing, Chris, in trying to drive this, you know, almost like a democratization, if you will, of climate investing so that we can get to the scale and impact that we need by 2050? Well, I, I think, I mean, I, I had a phone call earlier today with two different um, uh, developers of billion dollar scale, low carbon or negative carbon projects. And they're, they're working on projects in many countries and if anything, you know, the, the role of the government is just deciding what the, what the incentive structures look like, right? To what degree do governments re or reward, uh, think through tax incentives, conventional energy versus new energy. Uh, and that's, that's a hot debate, but, and, and you know, often it's, well, you know, renewables get too much subsidies, but they're baby industries relative to conventional, conventional ener energy industries. Uh, so if you, if you look at on the, the time uh, the, the life cycle of those different energy sectors, you know, uh, renewables are, are a fraction uh, in terms of subsidies. But my point is, you know, uh, project opportunities cross boundaries all the time. And the only thing that changes maybe is the, the favorability or certainty of government policy, often not just national, but, but state or regional. Right. Um, I mean, the, the work that, that I'm focused on now after being in, you know, private equity and, and, and banking uh, and a couple of startups. I think for me now it's, you know, how do we, how do I help um, uh, entrepreneurs and investors with climate solutions to share best practices, to share lessons learned, to not make the same mistakes we've all made because really you can't, you know, we can't really afford to make the same mistakes and have the same failure rates uh, given what's at stake really. Uh, and yeah. so this, 
this mastermind model that I'm launching through Entrepreneurs for Impact, it's not mine. It's not unique. Well, I mean, it's a little unique, but the, the idea <laughs> the idea of getting executives together in small cohorts, highly vetted, invite only to do this, you know, pick your, your group, YPO or Vistage. There are tens of thousands of CEOs in these groups that are in very mature companies yeah. because they see the value. What I'm just doing is saying, great, well, let's, Let's make our brain trust national or maybe, you know, throw in the EU. Um, let's make it climate focused um, uh, and let's have a more, a more diverse uh, group. But the model's, the model's proven. I'm just saying, let's make it climate focused. And so, you know, today in our founding member launch this, this month, actually, you know, our, our members are creating, I pick a number, six, $700 million of value for low carbon solutions. When we add the next batch to this this cohort in probably Q2, uh, you know, look, pick a number. I mean, a, a couple of billion dollars towards uh, towards low carbon solutions, and and beyond that, you know, there there are many other budding entrepreneurs uh, to be inspiring and educating. So that's that's why, as I mentioned earlier, I take a lot of time to write you know this this newsletter twice a month called Zero, uh, this this monthly climate change investment brief. You know, it's 20 pages of bullets on transactions in the climate space, uh, investor profiles, and all that stuff is is free, just like our, our climate uh, CEO interview series called The Torch, because, you know, we, we need to equip, inspire, um, uh, uh, again, more entrepreneurs and investors to see the opportunities here, and really lots of ways to, to not so much ignore the noise, but but to balance out the the negative the negativity and noise that we're kind of surrounded by in a normal, you know, news cycle. Let's say. Absolutely, and it's all of this work. I mean, especially entrepreneurs for impact and on the newsletter and the 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 podcast and all of these things is all of this focused on really finding solutions for carbon neutrality. Is that your anticipation of kind of the catch-all for? fixing the climate when we get to like the 2050 goal thinking uh, we talked about is, is climate neutrality kind of the overarching umbrella for this that we're all working towards and all innovation and investment should ladder to in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, you know, pick your term, you know, carbon neutrality, climate neutrality, net zero. I mean, really it's, it's kind of getting in line with what the UN and thousands of climate scientists much smarter than me say we have to do, right, to limit the, the warming of our planet. Uh, and, you know, I think it's really refreshing to see something like the, the, the list of 100 solutions I'm proud of you in because you realize the solution set is really pretty diverse. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're, um, you know, certainly entrepreneur or investor, but, but even if just for a normal, a normal household, to pick, a, to pick a solution you really care about, right? You have choices, right? Whether it's where you where you donate or what you do personally at your own yeah. at your own home. Uh, as a small business, even if you're not what I mean, small business, large business, even if you if your core product and services uh, are not, you know, whatever, um, directly uh, addressing climate risks or or opportunities, there's still a ton you can do, right? I mean, you think about the the, the broader efforts around uh, corporate sustainability, right? Um, I mean, and, and look that that for, for years has been thought of as, you know, just branding or just philanthropy or, or just do-gooding or, or, or greenwashing. But, yep. you know, pick your your leading management consultancy, let's say, right? Um, all of them 
highlight the links between um, uh, sustainability or ESG excellence and reducing risk, reducing beta, increasing alpha, creating new products and services. So the, the, the data is there. I, mean, I, I joke with my students at Duke and UNC, I was like, man, your all's jobs are so easy. Like your careers are gonna be so easy. I'm joking, of course, but but the wind in their sails of of kind of harnessing business and finance to do good stuff in the world, there's just so much data supporting that today versus even yeah. 10 years ago when I came out yeah. of business school and no one wanted to be talking about it. So totally. Indeed. It was a little more than 10 years ago, but still. We're <laughs> rough, rough numbers. Rounding, yeah. So watching the time, I just want to ask one last question, Chris. If the average person who's watching this is closer to me, who's not invested in, you know, climate uh, investments or even ESG investments or doesn't know and wants to get involved or do good, you know, what would you recommend the average person do to either get up to speed and or have an impact? Well, it's, it's a little overwhelming because there's, there's so many places you could go with this, with this answer. I mean, just from a kind of food agriculture perspective, which obviously touches all of us hopefully three times a day, um, you know, that, that documentary, Kiss the Ground, is very good. Uh, they tell stories. The, the website for Kiss the Ground is very practical with, you know, pick which of these 10 or 20 topics you care about. You can drill down to get specific action items. Um, you know, the, the most recent uh, documentary Sunday with the kids is uh, David Attenborough's uh, newest uh, Amazing. It's a life on this planet. We're only through, I think, episode one, which is quite depressing or motivating. I think a little both. But I, <laughs> I know that what comes are solutions, right? If we do the following things, flash forward 100 years, and where can we be? And, you know, it's like what he talked about in early in his career, he couldn't have imagined that one species, us, right, could reduce the percentage of, you know, wild from whatever it was, 70% to, you know, 20%, I forget the numbers. But, you know, in a way, it, if we can have that kind of massive impact in a negative way, we can also reverse it, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're a super smart, obsessive uh, uh, species. And if, if we realize what's at stake and it's, it's not just the, the frog in slowly boiling water, um, Man, the ingenuity and kind of you know get or doneness, uh, I think is it's there, right? Uh, it's just it's it's changing directions, unfortunately. Chris, it's such a pleasure to see you and such a pleasure to chat with you about this very important subject of the future of climate investing and everything that comes with it. We certainly hope not to be frogs in boiling water. So people Please. like yourself and all the hundreds that you're working with, both in students and business and entrepreneurs and investors certainly have the ability to change the course and all of us um, will get on uh, getting you a little bit more educated. And I look forward to uh, continuing this conversation offline. And uh, thank you for joining me today on Future Of. You got it, great series. Thanks for listening to the Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.